Good morning. Welcome to the Mr. Relevant Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 30th. I am your host, Jamie Mottram. And if you don't care about the JMU Dukes, you might want to tune out because joining us on the podcast from the JMU Sports Blog, it's Todd Davis and Rob Abbott. Hey, fellas. What's up, Jamie? Hey, Jamie. No way can anybody not care about the Jamie Dukes. Well, yeah. I mean, we normally trade in like Redskins, uh, Nationals, Capitals, Wizards conversation, but I went to JMU. Uh, a lot of people from the DC area went to JMU. Uh, I don't know that if, like, I guess if you, if you didn't go there, you probably don't care. Like, you have to have gone there, right? And, and even then, unfortunately, <laughs> there's a lot of people who don't. So. Well, yeah, uh, you're, you're really sacrificing the podcast this week. I know, right? Well, I mean, a little bit of backstory. Like, you know, we all went to JMU, obviously. Um, but when we went there, football wasn't a big deal, or at least it wasn't for me. I went to, like, maybe two games total in four years. Um, but now it's a big deal. Two national championships since then, including one uh, just earlier this year. And uh, you guys have started a website, jamiesportsblog.com. Uh, well, I mean, I, I say that like it was a recent development. It was like five years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you also recently started a podcast, uh, which, I, which I guess is called the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. Is that right? Uh, yeah, as far as we know. Todd um, signed <laughs> up. So. That's right. <laughs> I'm not really sure on the, on the particulars. I just, I just hit the link and start talking. Well, I mean, what were the alternatives? It was like the Start Wearing Purple podcast. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, Jamie, you're you're underselling your your own role here. Uh, you were definitely a big inspiration to us back in 2009. I think we you came to some game up there in Harrisonburg and Hold. told us to stop doing some stupid food blog we were thinking about doing and write about JMU. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like blame. <laughs> Not no, no, <laughs> thank um, you so much. Has it been eight years? Jesus. Um, Okay, so I guess first things first, uh, you guys are way more invested this, in this than I am. So congratulations on the national championship. Are you still, are you still high off of that? Yeah, the, the, all the catches I made are really important. We're, we're important to the game's outcome. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, I'm just warming up. I mean, my, my main thing, that was definitely fun, but it was as cold as I've ever been in my life, yes. um, that game. It and, was definitely, you know, so there's, you got a little bit of the emotional hangover. You got a little bit of a traditional hangover. And then my lasting memory is just how damn cold it was at that tailgate. In Frisco, Texas. Yes. Right? I, I would not expect that. I, mean, I haven't been to Texas in January, but I would expect it would be more like Texas. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, so, I was expecting short sleeve sort of weather, but it was like 20 degrees uh, when we got there to, to start the tailgate at 7 a.m. So. so can you just like coast off of that for five years, like as fans, as people who cover the school and the team. I mean, when they won in what they won in 2004, I feel like that gives you a grace period of like five plus years. I think, unfortunately, no, not at all. <laughs> um, I, I think we've learned our lesson from that 2004 championship, uh -huh. Uh -huh. you know, and they won in 2004 and they did to some extent settle into a, a long stretch. They never had a losing season since then. They've had some 500 seasons. They've had a lot of six and five, uh, six and six type seasons, but they know they did coast a little bit and they got used to selling themselves and selling the program pretty easily after that. And it didn't bring them a great deal of success until the last two or three years. So I, I don't, in this case, I also think, I mean, the big thing 
this year's team and this year's coaching staff is too good. And at the FCS level where JMU plays, as much as we all would like it to be otherwise, there's just no chance the coaching staff is going to stay together for any extended time if the team is successful. They're going to get poached by other schools. So there's definitely urgency to win now and continue winning. Well, and, and yeah. well, one thing that one thing that first championship did bring was like that giant wall on one side of Bridgeport Stadium. <laughs> like yeah. to, that that was like a direct result from the championship, right? Yeah, they definitely um, you know got some momentum going. They started to sell out this, the old quote-unquote stadium uh, pretty routinely. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a glorified high school field. But then after all that that momentum that they built in 2004, they got a lot more donations and put in that wall, which is actually the backside of like an athletic performance center. It's got weight rooms and film mm-hmm. rooms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they started to expand the big stadium into the, the kind of clamshell thing they have now. So uh, you, you guys paid for like, what, like one or 2% of the wall, right? <laughs> Just the supporters of the program. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't been named after us. We've got a good 150 maybe $200 invested in that. Uh, yeah, what our listeners don't realize is that you guys double as like, as whales. <laughs> You're like the boosters <laughs> for, for game you football. Yeah. Um, what is or the sport? Buddy Garrity of yes. Jamie Sports. Yes. Did you guys get a ring? You guys got a ring, right? <laughs> it's in the mail. <laughs> Incredibly, Jamie, there is there, there is a group of Buddy Garrities at JMU now. There, there is a, a, a fundraising arm, the Alpha Dogs. Is there a tailgate? Uh, is there a tailgate location just incredible? I'm sure it is. Yes. It's, it's right there on Godwin Field where the club rugby team is practicing the minute the parking lot is cleared out. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, the stadium now, by the way, I'm just curious. It's like 25,000? Is it more than that? Uh, I think right around 24, 25. Mm-hmm. Nice. And yeah, for people who haven't seen it, like it does just go like way up high on one side, on like one ha- on the home side, I guess, of the uh of the stadium, uh totally casting a shadow on Lake Newman where I took river canoeing 101. Yes. <laughs> um I aced it. It was awesome. Um, the final was like a day-long Shenandoah River trip, and I was coupled with a uh, a girl from the class who like just wasn't into paddling. <laughs> Super helpful. Yeah, it was great. It was like what I do now with like my daughter. Um, anyway, okay. So this year, though, yeah, as Todd was, you know, getting into, uh, they figure to be a contender again, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Um... They lose a couple significant players, but they had a lot of depth last year at the positions they're losing folks. Uh, Khalid Abdullah was kind of the star of the playoffs as the running back, but heading into the playoffs, you know, the regular season, it really was was a two or three running back set. They lost they lost the guy named Cardon Johnson to injury uh, for the playoffs, but he's back this year. As are two other running backs, uh, Taylor Woods and Trey Sharp, who both are very talented, and then they've got a transfer named Marcus Marshall from Georgia Tech whose dad is actually the all-time leading rusher, Jamie. So they really fill all those gaps. Uh, they've got lost some people at receiver, but bring them back. The, the question is the offensive line. They're pretty much uh, replacing the entire right side. So, you know, there's questions, but I think they can get it done. And with Brian Shorby on quarterback, he was the best player in the conference last year by a long shot. Um, they definitely have a ton of talent, and the defense really rounded into form the second half of last year after having a couple of years there where it was dicey, to say the least. So they're definitely going to be in the running for the CAA, if not the national championship. 
Are they yeah, just a, preseason number one? Like, what's the preseason rank? They are. Um, mm-hmm. They're number one team in the country in the preseason in mm-hmm. a couple polls. There's, I don't know, four or five different polls in one AA FCS level. They're not in every one, but they're in the top three in every single one. What would so, they so, be if they were, like, thrown into the FBS mix? Would they be, like, well, 50? Last year, they finished 33rd in the Sagarin ratings. Uh-huh. Um, or it's, I, I may what, be getting that wrong. It may be, like, I don't know. Anyways, they, they finished pretty high. I, I think it's, it's so hard to compare. Mm-hmm. You know, right. They play East Carolina coming up this weekend. Uh, well, well, actually, oh. I'll, I'll just pause because the one time I saw JMU last year was at UNC, like their only FBS opponent. And they were winning after the first quarter. It was looking good. <laughs> and I think the final was like 56 to 28 UNC. Uh, yeah. No, that was at UNC. Um, but that was like pretty much the only like cross – division sample size we'd have to work off of i guess and i mean unc was quarterbacked by mitchell trubisky Uh the number two pick in the nfl draft this year right and certainly you know that that there is a point at which you run out of run out of guys Uh um in in some of these games uh 1a teams have 85 scholarships jmu has 63 Uh so you know on a hot day like that well it tends to get away from you didn't help didn't help virginia tech a few years back there we go. Thank you. That's like pretty much has to come up every time I talk about Jamie football. Um, so you mentioned we've got East Carolina, and I'm saying we. We went there. It's fine. Uh, we've got East Carolina on Saturday at ECU. Uh, Jamie's actually favored in this game, I think. What's the spread? I think, what was it, like three and a half? But then somebody said they took it off the board which seems a little unusual. I, don't, I can't imagine the game's getting that much action. I'm, but, I'm, um, I'm pretty they, proud they of it. They were favored, which is, yeah, yeah. It, it's a little bit hokey. I don't know if Jamie really deserves to be favored. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, I honestly didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> well, ECU- yeah, Jamie, like, like Todd was saying, it, it really comes down to depth. I, I think clearly you're going to see JMU come out and compete in the first quarter, first half. It's just a matter of can they keep it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the second half is really when you see the FBS teams pull away with the depth. Well, ECU was terrible last year, I think, but they're still very popular down here. You know, I, I mention this all the time, but our listeners might not know. I live in Wilmington, North Carolina. ECU is probably the most popular college football team in this area. Like maybe them or NC State, um, but they're bad. So I would love if Jamie you could knock them off. I feel like that would give me some some interpersonal credibility. Um, also notable, they both have the same color scheme. So it'll just look like a crowd of Dukes. Oh, yeah. Well, it probably will be a crowd of Dukes. Are you guys going? Uh, I am not. Todd is. And I think Todd just dropped off the call. Todd may have dropped off the call. You're going to have to carry I think, <laughs> you're I think he's carry. done. So I, I guess I'll carry it from here. So. You're going to have to carry the, uh, the purple flag from here on out. Um, I'm up to the task. Yeah, well, I should mention that uh, the Mr. Irwin podcast is produced via the Bumpers app, which is terrific, but can also be a little flaky. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's free, and you get what you pay for. Um, yes. Looking beyond ECU, as a casual observer who, you know, like I could name the quarterback before this podcast, but probably not any of the other players, like what are some, like a a couple of interesting storylines or players, like things to watch for if you're a, a you know a Duke fan. 
I, I think the guy I mentioned before, Marcus Marshall, mm-hmm. transferring him from Georgia Tech. Um, JMU fans are excited. Just Georgia Tech uh, produced one of our best transfers of the past five or six years in Bad Lee. guy mm-hmm. who, who right. transferred from there as quarterback and really excelled in JMU's offense. Um, it's an interesting story since Marshall's father is the all-time leading rusher at JMU. Mm-hmm. Uh, he himself led Georgia Tech in rushing as a sophomore, and then I guess just decided that the triple option wasn't his thing, and so he's kind of coming home again. Uh, that's gonna. I, I think we could have potentially maybe two running backs, him and Cardon Johnson, go over a thousand yards, and then Sharp and Woods have the potential for probably five hundred each. It is, it is an explosive offense. If you get a chance, or if you got a chance to watch last year, so they can put up points in bunches. Mm-hmm. Um, went eighty points one game, went above sixty a couple. It's it's kind of ridiculous, uh, but it's really fun to watch. Eighty points doesn't sound like an actual number of points scored in a football game. <laughs> like that's that's like two touchdowns no, more it, than ridiculous. <laughs> it, the point where I think it was Trey Sharp broke one deep, like, you know, 40 yards and just knelt on the goal line. And then we just went into victory formation for every remaining possession for the second half of the fourth quarter. They could have easily gone over 100. All right, so they look great this year. National championship last year. Things are going great in the FCS, but there's always that, like, constant drumbeat of JMU jumping to one of the FBS conferences. What's the state of of that right now and, and kind of in the near future? Oh, I, I don't know. That That's kind of the million-dollar question mm-hmm. that is always the topic of nearly every JMU tailgate, every off-season discussion. Um, and it's just, when are they going to go? When are they going to go? I'm not quite sure. Uh, the school is spending like a G5 program. I mean, it's got a budget of like, I think, $30, $35 million for athletics. Um, heavily funded with student fees. But it's a big state school that really, in many ways, has outgrown a lot of its peers in the CAA, mm-hmm. you know, competing against schools like William and Mary and Elon, which, you know, are fine schools, good academic institutions, but in that like five or 6,000 student range. Um, so it's not, it's not really clear what the path is. I think JMU clearly would like to go FPS if the right opportunity presented itself. But I don't really know if or when that's going to happen. You know, it's, conferences like the MAC aren't opening up anytime soon. The Sun Belt um, supposedly offered JMU a few years ago, and JMU passed. Uh, at the time, it wasn't very attractive. Now, with App State and Georgia Southern in there, it, you know, you kind of look at what might have been. And then Conference USA and JMU fans dream about the AAC, but I don't really see either of those happening anytime soon. So I'm guessing they're stuck where they are for a while until there's some sort of major shakeup with the P5 and then the lower like G5 conferences reform in some sort of regional fashion. Well, and we've talked about this, uh, you know, just hanging out, you know, not when we're podcasting, but for our listeners, uh, do you even want them to go? Would you rather be in one of these G5 conferences and in probably struggling at least in the near term or would you rather them stay and be an FCS, remain an, an FCS powerhouse? I, I don't know. I go back and forth. Um, you would have asked me last January during the playoff run. I would have been all in for saying FCS. But then, you know, in a couple of weeks, we might see App State or an ODU or Marshall. One of these G5 teams get hot. And that's pretty tough to look away from and not be a little bit envious. You know, when you see like a Western Michigan last year, you see mm-hmm. the potential. It might be once every 10 years mm-hmm. versus contending every year, it's, 
it's kind of a coin flip at this point, but my attitude is I can't really control it. I enjoy going to the games. I enjoy hanging out with my friends. I enjoy, you know, seeing the Dukes play. There's really not that much difference between high-level FCS and low-level G5. You know, nobody's going to mistake teams from either sort of, of segment for an LSU or an Alabama. So you might as well just roll with it and try to enjoy Saturdays. Yeah, especially when you get national championships to your credit. You get to upset Virginia Tech when they're ranked number nine in the country. Uh, you get yeah, to play definitely. at UNC, at ECU, West Virginia at FedEx Field a couple years, well, probably now like five years ago. Um, yeah, it's been a while. I, yeah, I, I, what I've noticed here is that like every time I talk about something in the past, I shortchange how long ago it was. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh yeah, you guys started your blog five years ago. And it was like, actually, no, it was 2009. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been a while. I mean, I think that West Virginia game was, what, that's probably five or six years I just remember it was super fun because the JMU Sports Blog got a bus and we got on the bus and you guys distributed JMU Sports Blog koozies and you had cans of, uh, oh God, what beer was it? It was a Virginia Pale Ale. Oh, I forget. Yeah. Half Nelson? Um, Half Nelson beer? Half Nelson Pale I think, yeah. What what brewery is that? I can't remember. It's like down in Charlottesville. Is it called? It's right outside Charlottesville. It's, it's in between Charlottesville and uh, mm-hmm. Wintergreen. Right yes, I, I forget what it was. Very, very Harrisonburg centric. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but anyways, cheers to you guys. Uh, you know, as a casual observer of JMU football and basketball, um, the JMU Sports Blog is my number one resource. I'm so glad you guys have kept it going. I'm so glad you guys started a podcast. Uh, and thanks for stopping by and, and kind of filling me in before they beat the shit out of ECU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We, we appreciate you having us on. All right. Thanks, Rob. And uh, tell tell Todd thank you as well, wherever he may be. All right, man. And happy birthday. You got a big one coming up uh, this weekend, don't you? Thank you very much. Yeah, we're going to celebrate. I was going to go to the JMU game, but we've got uh, kind of bigger birthday celebration plans. Uh, bad timing, I guess. Yeah, well, that's all right. I'm not going either. So, All right. Thanks, Rob. All right. Have a good one.